0: What is up, sweet friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Life Coach Baker podcast. I want to just start with a good old fashioned adding session. You know, let me know if any of these sound um, a little intimately familiar to you. Have you ever said to yourself, God, I'm not doing enough? Or if I'm not a master at this thing, I can't even start. Or everything on my to do list, every one of my goals, they need to happen now. Or am I? personal favorite and least favorite, more likely, I'm falling behind. I'm falling behind. Well, I wanted to say you're um, not alone if you've thought any or all of these to yourself. And today we are going to be dissecting the eight biggest lies we tell ourselves as high achievers. So let's dive in. You've probably noticed this maybe as you've, you know, dipped your toe or dove in full straight into personal development, you start to hear a lot of the same uh types of things. Crush your goals, achieve your dreams, push through the pain. Um if not what you're working, if what you're doing isn't working, change it and be happy about it. Uh anything that is a full disappointment is actually a blessing in disguise and you should look at it like a gift from God. If you're not working on your goals, you just don't care enough, so on and so forth. And as someone who grew up literally in the personal development world. I attended my first seminar when I was in the womb, I'm not kidding. I was always, you know, the 2-year-old on the ropes courses in the seminar rooms who was watching these people, you know, listening to this this information. And I'm not going to lie, there's so much good that came from that. I don't think that I would have the knowledge base that I do. I don't think I would have the um we call it sensory acuity in personal development. It's the ability to see people's breath patterns and notice the flicker of an eye movement and that suddenly is like, "Oh my gosh, they're thinking something different." I wouldn't have the sensory acuity at have the knowledge. I wouldn't have, uh, quite frankly, I think I wouldn't have the story. I I wouldn't be here if it weren't for me growing up in this industry. But there was a lot that was very all or nothing, push harder, do more, work on your goals, crush your dreams. And I believed a lot of these for so many years. And it was the number one reason why I was a workaholic. I was constantly burnt out. I was telling myself I wasn't good enough or I wouldn't be happy until I achieved X. I started my business. I went full time. I made a certain amount of money. I da 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 And it's also the number one reason why, quite frankly, I am working on rewriting these lies in real time. Some of them I've like fully unsubscribed from. Some of these I'm like, fuck off. I don't like you. You don't like me. And we're just better off not being in the same brain anymore. Some of them are so ingrained that they are like my first instinct and I have to be like, whoa, hold on. Is this really what I need right now? And so today we're going to be diving into each of these and not all of these are mine. I've, I've taken a lot of these from things I've heard from people and and all of this stuff, but quite frankly, there's hundreds of lies That we tell ourselves as high achievers, but these are just the ones that I seem to hear the most from this audience. But first things first, if this is your first episode, welcome. My name is Nicole Baker. I am a coach for perfectionists and an international speaker, helping you high achievers with your insanely high expectations on yourselves to find a more fulfilled, happy, high achiever life. I truly believe that you do not have to hate yourself, shame yourself, get angry at yourself in order to reach the next level. I believe you're able to be a happy high achiever. I know that for a fact because I've lived it. I have lived it. Before we dive into each of these eight lies that we tell ourselves though, I want to remind you all that the mini course Over the Overwhelm is officially live. It is on sale until the 16th of June, so the next few days. This is a mini course that is just the golden exercise for overcoming overwhelm and i do not say that lightly i i am the firmest believer that this is an 15 minute is a 15 minute exercise that will change the way you interact with overwhelm for the rest of your life i've had clients who've been perpetual overwhelmers like they have lived in constant states of overwhelm i send them this exercise and they will send me back a message of them in full blown tears of relief Of just like, oh my God, I can't believe how good I feel in just 15 minutes. I cannot believe how good this is. So this is something I've been asked for for years and years and years. I've been doing this research for years and years and years because I wanted to make this just like so backed by science. I wanted to make sure it was something that was quick and easy because when we are in overwhelm, we do not want a lengthy video to watch. No, no, we want something quick, we want something dirty, we want something that will get us out of that freaking state of overwhelm because it sucks. But because it's me, I like to go a little above and beyond. So there is the overwhelm golden exercise video. There is also a video explaining the neuroscience of overwhelm. What the heck is an overwhelm in our brain? Why does it get set off? Why does it get set off so much more often for our for us high achievers? And then of course, as you're going through the exercise, not everyone's experience is going to be the same. You might have a few questions. You might have something come up. You might have these thought patterns that are like, whoa, you're a jerk. Why are you here? And for that reason, I wanted to create some troubleshooting videos. These are videos on how the heck do we prioritize? What do we prioritize? How do we catch overwhelm before it even starts? How as high achievers with our many, 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 many goals, how do we pick one? What do we do without going without going into overwhelm nonetheless? And so much more. So there's these extra bonus videos all on troubleshooting. Again, they're super, super short, but they help you tailor this exercise so that it helps you with where you are at. Again, since it's on its birthday sale or its opening debut sale, it is 50% off until Friday, the 16th of June, which means it is friends that is less than you spend on most of your t-shirts my friends and you get to have lifetime access to it at least for the lifetime of life coach baker the business so you can revisit again and again and again oh your to-do list is overwhelming you let me go back to over the overwhelm and watch this 15 minute video and not feel overwhelmed about my freaking to-do list and actually enjoy the freaking life i'm living go figure so Like I mentioned, all of this is on sale right now. You can get the link and the discount in the show notes if you go to Over the Overwhelm, that little section down at the bottom. And again, the sale ends this Friday night. So get the course, especially if you're overwhelmed right now, listening to this, you might as well get it right now. There you go, in the show notes. All righty, friends, let's dive into these eight lies that we tell ourselves, and let's start with the golden one that I hear almost on a daily basis from both my head and from both the heads of my clients and the people in this community, and that is, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. I could be doing the most in the entire world and I would still not be doing doing enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. And I will go ahead and tell you there is actually a troubleshooting video about I'm not doing enough in over the overwhelm. So... Friendly little plug there. Go get that course. It's amazing. I'm so proud of it. I'm so excited for you guys to get it. So I'm not doing enough. Normally this is because we are, you know, we have so many things we want to get done and we take five minutes to take a breath or we take a night off or we go out to dinner with friends or we have a vacation planned and oh my God, I'm still not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. And this is easily the one that comes up the most for many people because when we are going through our day, there's always that little voice in our head that says you should be doing more. And I feel like these are almost interchangeable. That I'm not doing enough, and you should be doing more. You should be pushing harder. And why? Like, there, there, there have been a few of these that I wrote down, and I'm like, where did this come from? And I do wonder if uh, I think it's a, I think it's a mix of many things. I think social media has a huge part to play in this one because if we're going through social media and we're seeing you know 50 people 50 people um achieving 50 different goals they're saying oh my gosh look at me i launched this course oh my gosh look at me i'm uh bought this house oh my gosh look at me getting engaged and then suddenly our brain we don't see that as 50 different things or 50 different things that 50 different people are doing our brain sees that and says you're behind on 50 different things you need to do all 50 of those things so then that i'm not doing enough muscle just gets ingrained and ingrained and ingrained. But the worst part is that when we say that to ourselves, our motivation lowers, our energy lowers because we're talking so negatively to ourselves. So then we're overwhelmed or we wanna procrastinate or we don't have the motivation or the energy to go after all those things. And then it just becomes 10 times worse because we're sitting on our couch, scrolling through social media, saying I'm not doing enough and we're literally sitting on our couch. It's horrible and it's so loud. It's so, so loud. So this is one that I'm literally working on it quite quite literally in real time. I think with like taking off or like taking nights off and, and weekends off, this has been for, for, for a long time now. There was a while where when I was starting my business, I was working three jobs in addition to starting the coaching. I was just starting the podcast. I would literally edit, oh my God, I would literally edit episodes at the front desk of the tech company that I worked for, And have one ear in a meeting and one ear in the podcast. And I'd be editing as we were talking about quarterly goals or whatever. Um... Ooh, sorry, but it was like, I, if I wasn't multitasking at all the times, by the way, multitasking is also one of the troubleshooting courses or troubleshooting videos in over the overwhelm, the mini course. But if I wasn't multitasking, I was constantly saying I'm not doing enough. If I was doing one thing at a time, I was like, you have to do this with the urgency of a house fire and do it as fast as possible. Go, 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 go. Which then I would do I would probably multitask on two different things with the same thing because I was trying to do it as fast as possible and it was exhausting. And even after all of that, even after working three jobs and sometimes working two jobs at one job, (laughs) I would be in my bed at night with my head hitting the pillow and I'd still say, I'm not doing enough. Because I'd listen to a podcast of some personal development guru or I'd listen or I'd watch an Instagram video and I'd see someone launching a freebie or whatever and I'd be like, shoot, I should be doing that too. This is so loud and destructive. So one of the things that I do now to completely combat this is first and foremost, my favorite exercise is uh, at the end of the night writing down all the things I did do that day I don't do this anymore because I think it's not even I think I know it's really sunk in and I don't feel that urgency or that stress anymore but for a while I did this for like a year I think I would just like write down all the things I did do that day and I make one of them infinitesimally small so I would do that and that really helped me feel like oh I can actually like Feel like, I've done enough. I can look at what I did do that day and say, Oh, I actually did make progress today. Good job. And no, normally, these were things I forgot about. I'd go through my day and I'd check something off my to do list and I just go to the next thing and I totally forget about them. So, that was really, really helpful. Another thing I started doing is having very specific off time. I do not work in the evenings anymore. That is like, that is a hard and fast rule, first and foremost, because I am not a good thinker in the nights. After five o'clock, my brain is done. Like It is spaghetti. It is meatballs. It is pasta sauce. It does not function like it does at 10 a.m. And so that's more for me wanting to be the best coach I can possibly be to be a good business owner. And for me to do that, I know I need to take those nights to really and truly recharge. So I I really want to recommend you guys, first and foremost, thinking about some ways that you can combat this. This is so much bigger than just one podcast episode. I'm dead serious that Over the Overwhelm will help you with this thought process. I really, really and truly believe that. Um, Number two, second lie. If it's not perfect, I can't start. So I see this with a lot of imposter syndrome. Um, in fact, there's a few clients that I'm talking about talking with right now who are in the process of changing their niche or starting a business or, um, even launching a new course within their business. And they feel like they're not a master, absolute master at this thing. And by the way, master for them is like, you are the best person in the world at this thing. And then you can start teaching about it. And I say this, like, I haven't believed this at least once in my life, but I have, um, So often we feel like we have to be the best in the world. We feel like we have to be a master at something. We feel like we have to be perfect at something. And then we can start it, especially if it has to deal with other people. And to those I say, how do you think you get good at dealing with those types of people? How do you think you get good at calling people on those things? Like if I had completely crushed my perfectionism in every single which way possible, it never even touches my life. And then I started working with perfectionists. I don't think I would have related to them as much as I do. I like that I am easily able to call people out on their perfectionism and help them with their goals when it comes to perfectionism and being that high achiever and wanting to be the best in the room because I have lived it. And it recently, like I've lived it recently and I'm always working on myself. And I feel like any person who's not simultaneously working to be a better teacher, coach, therapist, mentor, whatever. I don't want to work with those people. I want to work with people who have flaws. Because if you're a robot, I'm going to start thinking that I need to be a robot too. So there's actually, oh my gosh, I'm totally forgetting the the scientific name for it. But there is something that scientists have deemed a X name here. I can't remember what it is. But That when you mess up, when you're imperfect, you're actually more relatable. People trust you more. People enjoy your your presence more because then they're not putting you on this fucking pedestal above yourself. And a lot of business owners, I feel like, don't recognize this in a way that is, first and foremost, a lot of... I've, I've talked to many business owners who have put this like super big, like I'm the best in the world at what I do. I'm the person to go to for this. I'm da, 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 da. And then behind the scenes, they're freaking miserable and they're in real time working on the things that they're working on with their clients and they're not sharing about it. And then they do like a year later and I'm not going to lie when they share about it a year later, I'm like, why the fuck weren't you telling me in that moment because I was sitting here comparing myself to you. Oh my gosh, look at this girl. She's doing everything so right. She's so happy. She's so good. She's da-da-da-da-da. Why can't I be like her when she's fucking miserable behind the scenes? I want to see that. That might just be me, but that's why I like to be really real with you guys on this podcast. So if it's not perfect, I can't start. (fums) Lie. Number three, everything needs to happen now. This is the urgency lie that we tell ourselves. And this, I think, is less a logical thought. I think all of these are illogical at the, at the base level. But this one especially, because we'll go through our to-do list and that urgency muscle will come on. Oh my God, you need to do all these things in five minutes. Go! And logically, we know we cannot do everything we want to in five minutes. And I've talked to some high achievers and they're like, I have this huge big goal that I want to achieve and I need to achieve it tomorrow. I'm dead serious. I've heard these words before. And I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> Why do you need to achieve it tomorrow? Because I want it now. And I'm like, okay, do you want the end result now? Or do you want the journey now? Because the journey you can start and and have journey started tomorrow, 100%. Absolutely. But if you want the end result now, you're gonna get to that end result. And then there's gonna be a new level you want now. And then another level you want now. And you're just gonna be living in this perpetual state of urgency for the rest of your life. And that's not fun for anybody. And to that, they go, fuck. <laughs> And they say, I want the journey now. So this everything needs to happen now is totally end result thinking. It's I need to do this, 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 this. And then sometimes it is our to-do list. We have, you know, 15 things and oh my God, I've been procrastinating on these. I need to do these all right now. And again, that's where I say go get over the overwhelm. It is a mini course that is $15. And I believe this in every fiber of my being, it will be one of the best $15 you've ever spent. So everything needs to happen right now is a big load of BS. You can take your time with things. And honestly, normally all the things on our to-do list, if they need to happen right fucking now, so often we'll get distracted, we'll scroll through Instagram, we'll go on our email, oh my gosh, this person needs this thing for me, Ooh, let me check Facebook for a second, do-do-do-do-do, and then the urgency just grows and builds and builds, versus if we just said, okay, let me do this first, this second, this third, this fourth, boom, done. It's like, it, it, it does take a little bit of that, not a little bit, it takes a lot of discipline, but with practice, it helps a lot, let me tell you. Lie number four, I have to do the most or I have to be the best oh this one this one I lived for so long and I still have to catch myself on so often you know when you're in a project and you want it to be the best project you want the teacher to look at that project and be like wow fuck Nicole did so good she stands out above the rest she's the person I remember most of anybody we live so much of our lives trying to be the best in the room. Trying to be the person the people remember. And I've seen this with people at networking events. They're trying to be the most or be the best person in the room so that everyone remembers them when they leave. And it is all, first and foremost, it's all ego. I hate to be the, the asshole here, but it is all your fucking ego telling you that unless you're the best person, you're not loved, you're not worthy, you're not gonna be good enough, no one will care about you, you're gonna be forgotten, your business is gonna be forgotten, you're never gonna be successful, you're gonna da da, 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 da da And this is a deep cut one because that need to constantly be the best doesn't just stop in a project. It bleeds into every single thing you do and it is all from I need to be the best, I need to be the best. And the way I actually, here's here's like, A lot of these, it was like a conglomeration of a bunch of different things that changed it for me and did this, this I can truly pinpoint to one big thing was the major pivot. And that was when I started saying, because by the way, me trying to be the best in the room went straight back to number two. If it's not perfect, I can't start. And if I wasn't the best person in the room, then I can't start. If I didn't have the best podcast, I couldn't start. I recorded the first episode of this show at least 10 times. I feel like maybe, no, I think it was about 10, eight to 10 times. We'll say about eight to 10 times. I recorded it so many times because I was listening to these seasoned podcasters who have millions of downloads. And I was saying, why does my show not sound like hers? Oh my God, I have to be the best. And it slowed me down. It stressed me out. And finally I was just like, fuck it. Let me just put something up and let it be good enough and get on with my fucking life with this. And that was when I had the most fun. I put the show up. I still have to this day have not listened to the first episode and nor do I want to, quite frankly. And in fact, whenever someone is like, uh, if it's not perfect, I can't start. Here's my biggest piece of advice to them. Go back to someone you admire and watch their first thing, watch their first YouTube video, watch their first, uh, Instagram reel, listen to their first podcast, read their first book, do, 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 read their first blog post, whatever it is, go back and listen, read, absorb their first piece of content. The next day, nine times out of 10, I kid you not the next day, that person who was like, if it's not perfect, I can't start. They're like, Oh, I started. I realized I was just trying to be the best person So going back to this is the thing that absolutely 100% was the 90 degree pivot for me here. I stopped focusing on me. I stopped making it all effing about me. It's not about me. This show is not about me. This show is about the one person who's listening to this episode right here and now who needed to hear these things today who it's going to help them think in a different way, or it's going to stick with them in a different way. This show is not for me. My Instagram is not for me. My coaching is not for me. Yes, it fills me up in the end. Fuck yeah, I love it. But if I put it on me, then suddenly it's, I need to be the best. I need to be pushing the hardest. I need to be going the most. For me, it is when I make that pivot. For me, especially with speaking, if I'm ever nervous um, to go up and give a talk, i uh, which happens regularly in person because in person is just, it's scary. It's honestly scary. And I've talked to people who are seasoned um, motivational speakers. They've talked on stages of 8,000 people and they're like, I still get nervous. This is what I do. I say to myself, there is one freaking person in that audience who needs to hear what I have to say today. I'm out there for them. I'm showing up for them. And when I say that, I don't care if I'm the most. I don't care if I'm the best. I am there for them. I am present with them. I am vulnerable with them. And here's something I want you to remember. So often our 100% as perfectionists, as high achievers, as people with insanely high standards for themselves, our 100% is other people's 250%. And sometimes 100%, like a normal 100%, is more than enough. Why are you going above and beyond, especially a lot of times when it's not necessary? Number five, let's keep things moving. Number five, further, faster. This one I actually heard on a podcast this morning um, with none other than the incomparable Brene Brown. Um, Brene was saying this was something that she realized about herself a few years ago was that she used to be a further, faster person. And my soon-to-be husband works in tech And this is the motto of tech, further, faster, further, faster, further, faster. And Brene was saying, she's like, I'm a slower, closer person. I'm a slower, closer person. And I think as high achievers, we, you know, We constantly are demanding faster. We're constantly demanding more output. Oh, I'm at my 100% today. Let me push it to 125%. It's always looking at what am I not doing and how can I do it the most, the fastest, the quickest, so on and so forth. And that's why further, I wanted to put further faster on this list just first and foremost, because I think it was a, I think it's a brilliant way of saying it, further, faster. And I love how she switched it to slower, closer. And to be quite honest, I think that there's a middle ground. It doesn't have a snippy as a name, but um, I do have it on on the back of my wall here. And it says life is mastering the art of when to speed up and when to slow down. I almost want to add something to that and when to be at normal, neutral. And like, it's, it's about speeding up. It's about slowing down and when to be at neutral and knowing that neutral is okay. So I just think that one's really interesting. Number six. Being stressed means that I'm pushing myself hard enough and that I actually get to feel good about myself because I'm pushing myself hard enough. I'm gonna say that one and one more time because this is kind of a mouthful. Being stressed means that I'm pushing myself hard enough and that I actually feel good about myself because I'm pushing myself hard enough. I've talked to so many people who say, unless I'm stressed, I'm not doing a good enough job. I want to say that one more time. I know I'm, I'm repeating myself a lot with this one, but that's because so many people feel this way and they don't realize they feel this way until they hear it out loud. Being stressed means I'm pushing myself hard enough. And since I'm pushing myself hard enough, I get to feel actually good about myself. Being stressed means that I'm working hard enough. I don't know about you, but I believe that I am here on this earth to be fulfilled, to be at ease, to feel things deeply, to feel enjoyment, str- like <laughs> to feel happy, to feel uh, elated, to feel disappointed, to feel bummed, to feel excited, to feel tired, to feel. Da-da-da-da-da. I feel like I'm on this planet to feel something other than stress. I do believe that there's good stress. I believe that there's stress that gets us out of procrastination, but I do not rel- rely on that as a default because that is not a motivational technique, despite what some personal development people say about it. Being stressed means that you are doing too much, it means that you're overwhelmed. It means that you're burnt out. It means you're not doing something that fills you up. And to be quite honest, there's times in our life where we just need to buckle down and put our head down and fucking go. But if that's our default, that is not a life I want to live. I believe that I am on this planet to enjoy the fuck out of my life, my one and only life that I am meant to live. And that means being messy and learning how to live life not in the fast lane. And that is so much easier said than done. (laughs) Number seven, if you're sleeping, resting, taking time off, you're not working hard enough. If you're sleeping, resting, taking time off, then you're not working hard enough. Oh, this rest nonsense. If I'm resting, you know, it's so funny because there's so much about rest on at least on my Instagram feed it's curated towards this that's saying like you need to rest or like resting is good resting is you know like the soul to your soul whatever and I see people who share this and then I talk to them you know a few weeks later and they're like well I can't rest I have to keep working and it makes me infuriated that people will post these things and then not live them now don't get me wrong there have been times in my life where I beat myself up for resting and I'm very 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 proud of myself to say that that has at least been two years since I've done that like I cannot believe that 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 used to be my default was if I'm resting you're not working hard enough bitch get up keep going get moving get stressed get hard like all this like get more hard like get more hard blah, blah, blah. get get more work done da, 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 da. and it's like now for me resting is a non-negotiable because it is such a huge part of my joy on this earth is recharging and you need to do that and I hate, oh God, I know I, I do say hate with a very like underlined, italicized, bolded, highlighted. I'm, I'm angry at the personal development world for saying that rest is not worth it. Oh, it makes me so mad. And I'm so glad it's changing somewhat there's pockets of it that are changing. But I know for when I was growing up in the personal development world of the 80s and 90s, resting was like, if you're resting, you're not working hard enough. If you're sleeping, you're not working hard enough. If you're if you're sleeping, someone else is getting ahead. Oh my God. If I'm not sleeping, I'm tired. If I'm tired, I'm a Bitch, (laughs) I'm gonna be so straight with you all. I am not a nice person when I am sleepy. God help me, never mind. But like the thing that completely changed my mindset around this was realizing that when I do rest, when I do really prioritize sleep and taking time off, that is something I'm learning in real time. I'm about to take two weeks off, fully, fully off for the business. I think for the first time ever, I've never taken this amount of time fully off. Like I am deleting my, f- the, 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 the apps on my phone. I am putting them in, you know, do not touch folders on my computer. I am protecting myself because this is two weeks for Nicole Baker, not Nicole Baker, the business owner. And there is so much part of me that I'm like, okay, like, but do I, you know, what about this? Da, 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 da. And I'm so thankful that I work with people. Cause I've been telling people, you know, like letting them know, Hey, just so you know, we're, we're coming up on the two weeks that I'm coming, I'm taking off. I just wanted to, you know, give you a heads up. If you need anything, here's like what to do beforehand these two weeks, I will not be like, you cannot contact me. And they're basically like, yeah, of course take time off. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm so grateful that I work with people who are like, please, for the love of God, do this. Because I also practice what I preach. It's deeply important to me. So this is not something that's going to change in a podcast episode, but I hope it gets you to start thinking about it differently, especially in the way that it, it, it taking time off, resting, sleeping is you filling yourself back up so you can keep going. Like... And I'm not saying keep going at 250%. No, ma'am. No, sir. No person. I'm saying so that you can keep going and enjoy your fucking life. Go figure. Eight. Last one. Holy God, we're almost there. You're only doing enough when you're exceptional. Normal isn't worthy. You're only doing enough when you're exceptional. Normal isn't worthy. I shared this video on Instagram recently that was basically, it was a a podcast. Oh my gosh, what podcast was it? I can't remember. I'm so, so sorry. Um, But it was basically them saying, life is learning that normal, like your normal energetic output isn't useless, or isn't embarrassing, or isn't, I can't remember exactly what the word that they used was, but it was like, oh shit, that's good. When we And again, this goes back to that our 100% is others' 250%. And that's like the exceptional, like, oh my gosh. But when we are at 249%, oh my God, you fucking suck. Oh my God, you're not working hard enough. Oh my God, you're a lazy piece of shit. Oh my God, you're never going to achieve anything. It goes back to that all or nothing mindset, right? If I'm not 100%, then I'm worthless. And this is a tough pill to swallow, at least in my head. Because so much of my life, I lived where I felt like I would only get attention, love, praise when I was exceptional, absolutely exceptional. And so I'm glad that a lot of my life, I do think about like, okay, that's the normal. What would I do if I went beyond that? But Here's where I'm really learning in real time what to do is let my normal be good enough. Let my normal be worthy. Now, here's what freaks a lot of high achievers out. And I literally just heard this alarm bell go off in my head. It was so funny. Is me saying like, okay, my normal is worth, like it's good enough. And then there's like, whoa, but then you're never going to accomplish anything else in your entire life. You're never going to be good. You're never going to be successful. You're never going to be dead. You're never going to accomplish your goals who the fuck said it's all or nothing like that? And I'm literally telling my brain this in real time. Brain, it's not that all or nothing. I get to be normal and exceptional in the same fucking day. And that means absolutely nothing other than I'm Nicole. Oh, that hit me in the therapy. Good stuff, guys. All right, I'm gonna go through these one more time, one last time, and then we are going to say goodbye, part ways, goodbye, cha-ta, farewell. Number one, I'm not doing enough. Number two, if it's not perfect, I can't start. Number three, everything needs to happen right now. Number four, I have to do the most or be the best. Number five, further, faster. Number six, being stressed means I'm pushing myself hard enough and that I actually get to feel good about myself because I'm pushing myself hard. Number seven, if you're sleeping, resting, or taking time off, you're not working hard enough. And number eight, you're only doing enough. When you're exceptional, normal isn't worthy. I hope this gave you all something to think about. I really hope this gave you something to noodle on and really feel feel like you're not the only one. That is always my goal here. As we are parting way friends, I want to remind you: the sale for over the overwhelm ends on 6. 16. So that is this Friday. This is a mini course that is all crafted around the golden short, but golden exercise for breaking the overwhelm cycle for good. So whether you're overwhelmed about the many, many goals you want to achieve, or you're overwhelmed about, you know, the to-do list that you have, or that you said yes to too many people, or whatever it is, whatever you are overwhelmed about, this course is here to help you get out of that cycle and to actually feel like you're getting shit done with ease and fun and breathing. God forbid you actually breathe when you get stuff done. There's that, um, everything's an emergency. So again, you not only get the golden exercise, that golden 15 minute over the overwhelm exercise. You also get a explainer video of what is overwhelm in our brain. It goes through the neuroscience of overwhelm. Again, it's not super long. It's a short and sweet video because if we're overwhelmed, we want things to get out of the way fast. And then you also have all the troubleshooting videos. So Learning how to stop multitasking, how to prioritize, how to catch overwhelm before it starts, how as high achievers, you have so many goals and how to get that overwhelm of the so many goals out of your life while still accomplishing shit. There's so much in this. I'm so proud of it. And you can get all of it in the link in the show notes. I really hope you enjoy it. Sweet friends. That is it for me today. I want to go ahead and tell you all, this episode is releasing my last week of work. Yes, it is. It's releasing my last week of work before I leave for two weeks. The episodes will still release every Tuesday, no matter, um, even though I am technically gone. But um, that's because of the magic of scheduling ahead. God, I love it. But I love you all. I will be back as Nicole baker Holloman. Oh! crazy. I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.